Hello, everyone, and welcome to the October 1st edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I am the host. Joining us today is Adam Vitali. Hey, what's going on? How's it been? What have you been up to? I've been up to. I've been, uh, well, hockey season starts today, and I'm missing the first Blackhawk game, thanks to you guys. Oh, gosh. What team are you rooting for? I don't know. Blackhawks. I don't know any of the, the Stanley Cup champs. Of course, Chicago Blackhawks. Wait, what's hockey? What's hockey? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I thought it was a sport, sport for Canadians. I do know one thing. Is it the um, Sacramento Kings? Sacramento Kings, I think Shaquille O'Neal just bought them. I think that's what I just found out. Or something that might sound sort of familiar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking sports on an RPG podcast. Well, that's what we do. Wait, how popular is hockey? Because I, like, I, I didn't think popular, uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't think hockey was popular where you lived, Adam. It's like eight. I don't know. I've always been a big uh, hockey fan ever since. Here, here's the segue. Uh, since uh, my <laughs> uncle bought me like EA NHL like '96 for PC or something, and I, I don't know. I didn't really have many games at that point, so I played the heck out of that and got familiar with the teams and whatnot. And then soon Gosh. after that, I became kind of a follower of it. The golden age where sports games were actually good because every other games were sort of shit. Hey, actually, NHL, the NHL games have been pretty decent uh, yeah. since like 2009 or 10. That like it was a big upgrade and uh, oh, yeah. it's kind of stagnant from there, perhaps. But I remember um, like one year, GameSpot gave it like a Game of the Year nominee because NHL was so good that year. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. That was the best hockey game I've ever. Played. I can't stand hockey mostly because I can't stand guys bashing into each other. What on ice? What? What are you talking about? Why would you be upset about that? That's like the only reason a lot of people watch those sports in the first place. I don't know. Something about ice just scares the crap out of me. Okay. Some weird water phobia that you have going on there. Okay. All right. And then also, of course, Simon Chun. What's up? Nice. What's up? I heard you were playing some League of Legends earlier. Yeah. I was saying, I was screaming, yes, yes, no, yes, like back and forth because that's what I do. Yeah, it's the running commentary of a game that takes, like, an hour to beat. Actually, you know, League of Legends has, like, three different game modes, and, like, they vary in length. I was playing a game called All Random All Mid, which is, like, five champions in one lane trying to kill each other. So, it was pretty fun. I like League of Legends a lot. That's pr- I probably put more time into League of Legends than any other game that I've played this generation combined. Oh, wow. I've played okay. a lot of League of Legends, like, that's... Whenever I come back home, like that's probably I probably play League of Legends and probably play something else. Have you spent any money on that game? I know that's yeah. kind of the big yeah, thing I've, about that. Like you bought characters. I think I've spent like I haven't spent as much as everyone else's. I think my, my, roughly it tallies up to about a hundred dollars. I think, which isn't a lot. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know a couple of friends who've spent like around a thousand already. Like that's how, how can like okay so. Of course, you can buy characters and weapons and items in that game, but like, do you need to do that to no, enjoy that? Game? No, no. Like, the game is uh, fully enjoyable, free to play. Like, you don't. It's not pay to win or anything. The only reason you would spend money is to level up faster to reach max level, um, or to buy skins, which are just pure like aesthetic. I, I do. I do know that the the guys behind that game are pretty much like the rolling in the money right now. Like, they're probably they are, one of the biggest they are companies so right now. So rich. Like, they are they are cashing in that dough. Like. There's a reason why the finals for this year, for season three, is being held in the stable center. Like, there's a reason. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this is the biggest game in the world right now. Like, actually, I'm pretty sure League of Legends is the reason why every other game is trying to follow, like, some sort of, like, microtransaction model right now. It's probably, I mean, that's probably why a lot of them are following it. Um, yeah. 
that and Dota pretty much are pretty much like going uh, head to head as far as mobile games are concerned. And you're going to see a lot more. The like I know they're putting out. Was it the um, was it the DC? Isn't DC Universe putting one out? Or is it um, what was that? I know Blizzard out? is going to pump one out soon. I know like yeah. a lot of people are trying to tap into that market. But the thing is like. The people who made Dota 2 in League, like, they're from, like, the same group who created the original Dota, so, I mean, like... Yeah, they, yeah the people who made League of Legends, of course, were from the... They came... They made the Warcraft mod. mod. Yeah, so, like, there's a very deep uh, understanding of, like, the genre's design and the game's design itself, so... Like, I don't think ever, any other game will have that level of depth. Um, I don't think any game will catch up to the popularity of League of Legends. I think Dota 2, even, like... People, despite like it being promoted by Steam, like a lot of people playing it, League of Legends eclipses Dota 2. Like, pretty. It kind of, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, it's like Blizzard when it comes to MMOs, yeah. but League of Legends for the MOBA, it's going to be like a lot of hard work to catch up to them, and it's they're not going to make nearly as much money as they are right now. And you know, a lot of it is that it's from like this small team that came together and made yeah. this game, and now they're like probably multi, the multi-millionaires to say the least on that. It's it's. It's it's fun. It, I've spent a lot of time with it. The Barity Air Entry is high, but I highly recommend any, everyone play it. You'll rage quit a lot, but you'll come back a lot too. So <laughs> I, I'm think I'm afraid of. I think I'm afraid to play it because I know how addictive it can be just from people's accounts of it. So I, I don't want to think I wouldn't say, it. No. I wouldn't say it's so much as an addiction. There's a level of coming back and like that sense of camaraderie. You're like, yeah, it's like final, finally won this damn team fight or something stupid. Like it's it's very like. Like, it has the quirks of what makes video games fulfilling, like, all in a single package. And the thing is, like, it's repeated over and over and over because you're playing multiple games that that bring that same experience. Yeah, uh, the only experience I got is when I played some Dota, uh, some Dota recently, and that's uh, pretty much all I got in was that, okay, I've been watching these guys play it, and now, I, like, on, on Twitch and stuff like that, and then I tried playing it. The thing is, is, like, it looks simple when you watch it, but oh, then yeah. when you get into it, it's so complex, and there's so many characters, and yeah. trying to understand, like, any of the intricacies, it's really complicated, and I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like playing it. I like watching it. I don't like playing it. I would it. say the first, I want to say about 70, 100 hours I put into it, I did not like the game. Because, because I was playing it by myself. Yeah, I was playing by myself. The thing is, like, if you have someone there teaching you, uh, helping you learn and play through the game, going through that, like, it's like, I, this is, a, I guess, I'm tainting the word of the, uh, tainting military tradition, but it's like that sense, of, like I said, sense of camaraderie, like that teamwork that you bond and stuff like that. This sounds yeah, really weird. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I would assume the only reason you would keep playing that game is if you found some friends to play it. Yeah, with I don't think I could play without, like, other people the multiplayer game. This. So, yeah. yeah. All right, and then of course joining us also David Kreinberg. Yeah, what's up? How's it going with you? I know you've been moving lately. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> trying to move into a new house. I've been seeing you posting pictures about that place. Yep. Is that is that pretty much been taking up all your time? Uh, that getting stuff for the novel I'm about to publish. Uh, oh my gosh! No way! That's really? Playing a lot. Working on another. Yeah, what's it about? It's about nice. a serial Synopsis. killer that can stop time. Oh, wait. This sounds that's... like JoJo for some reason. It... <laughs> it's got a stand. Wait. See, <laughs> he could probably see, when, be a I, when I let someone read it, they they said this is fucking JoJo inspired, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it is, but not like really, but not. It's a novel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a novel. It, it's actually it's actually not really that like JoJo, other what? than other than like that ability. 
bust out of jail. But yeah. Uh, what else am I doing? I'm playing a lot of games. I'm. Uh, I heard you beat Zillia too. I mean, I heard you beat recently beat Exilia. I did recently beat Exilia. It was a good game, and it was fun. <clears throat> Who'd you and the final uh, boss was a pain in the ass. How long did it take you? Because when I played, beat the Japanese one, the final boss took me an hour and 15 minutes. I think wow. probably around that amount of time. I think I think in Star Wars 4, it will take you a freaking long-ass time. I died oh once like 40 minutes in. I know that. Wow! That would be so frustrating. Oh, I've had that multiple times in the Japanese. I'm like, fuck this. Was, oh my god, why would you put yourself through that again? Because I wanted to beat it. I put 50... 10 minutes feels like a long time. <laughs> I'm like, my fingers hurt after beating... I'm like, my fingers are numb. And there's no oh save anywhere near the final boss. It's, wow, it's, so it's classic, traditional RPG yeah. then. It's like... Without the bus ru- boss rush. Like, the the last save is like an hour and a half away from the final oh. boss. Gosh... But yeah, it was annoying, but I liked the game. It was good. Who's your favorite character? Uh, probably Alvin. Yeah, honestly. my man. After after a certain scene on Jude's side, he, he I was like, wow, that's really that's really heavy. Uh, I don't think there's an, a scene like it in Tales games, like a scene quite like it, at least in Destiny. Well, do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah, it's on Jude's side, right? It's the yeah. Jude exclusive cutscene with Alvin, yeah, I know. Yep, alright, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like it's not something I expected to see from a Tales game. Yeah, there's more stuff like that in Exilia, too. Yeah, I, 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 from Exilia, I've heard that it's... I haven't played it yet, um, but I I mean, I hope to get around to it. And you it play eventually. garbage like Neptunia. <laughs> hey! <laughs> like Neptunia. I did I did beat Victory finally this month, oh, nice. that's for sure. Oh. Yeah. But from Exilia, I've heard that it's way more, like, this the this game is more adult than the ones in the past. I mean, you're going off of things like Tales of the Abyss, like a, a whiny prince turned into something more. Yeah, I thought that the game for Abyss was pretty mature, though. Yeah? You think so? Yeah? Like, mm. uh, I don't know. I don't want to go all existential with shit, but... I thought it was, like, the <laughs> like old maturity, because, I mean... It started it, it really is, it is, poorly it goes, and got a lot better. It, it goes into the idea of, the, uh, like, the meaning of, like, one's existence. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's like complex. It, it just has such a weird way of portraying things in it that yeah. I don't know. It didn't have to have I, shitty characters, you know. It took it took like yeah, it took me like halfway through the game to start to start liking the characters in Tales of the Abyss. But I guess I don't no, know. That's... Luke was the only character I liked at the beginning. <laughs> at the beginning, Adam, this sure feels differently about that one. That's okay, Luke. I can understand. Yeah, because I, he's I, the only one with any compassion for human life. <laughs> Even when he's like killing a bunch of people, while everyone else has lost that, they're all fucking mass murdering assholes. I'm gonna have to agree <laughs> with that. This is yeah. really. I thought you were one of the people who hated Luke, or maybe I was getting that confused with someone else. No, I basically thought Luke was better when he was kind of a spoiled, you yeah, know, no, the guy's spoiled douche. But at least he like understands the value of human life. So yeah, sometimes I, you know, just sometimes I see uh, comments saying like, "Oh, the character growth of Luke is some of the best ever," and it's like, no, he no. totally gets worse and worse and becomes whinier and you know, whinier about everything. He becomes an apologist. Well, I mean, not apologist in the sense of defending himself, like apologist isn't like literally apologizing for every little shit he does. Mm. Well, okay, so I actually wanted to get our new guest joining us today, who is a new member of our staff, Elizabeth. Hello. 
Hello. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, so I'm deeply uh, don't, sorry. Don't worry, it's Henges. Henges. Yeah. I, I wanted to say that, but I was like, what if it's Heng? Because I messed up Adam's last name before, so I didn't know. really bad with last Did you mess up mine? Yeah, I think it's Vital. Yeah, the pronouncing his own name, own last name. It's, hey. It's like, is it Reese or Race or... Is that even an R? Like, got a speech impediment. My R's, I can't say them. Good, you're going, Simon. <laughs> but Elizabeth, I know you've been playing. Like, I heard you've been playing some Tales games recently. Have you? What do you think about? Have you played Abyss? Um, yeah, I have played Abyss and beaten it. It's personally my favorite Tales game. But um, I've recently been playing Tales of Destiny, and that might change my opinion a bit. Yeah. I really go back and play those games because I, I played a good chunk of Destiny and that was when they first started doing that whole well, the series the first one to do the whole like side scrolling control. I, I really I really need to play the PS one games, you know. I never, I didn't get into the series until Symphonia and now the PS one games are just expensive just and hard don't to, hard to obtain. Play Destiny oh. remake on the PlayStation two. That's that's the one you need to play. You gotta import it. <laughs> but so what, what, do you, what do you think about the characters in Abyss, though, Elizabeth? Um, the characters, like um, it, it's kind of hard to say. I felt that some of them, I, I kind of like the loose growth as compared to you guys, but I do feel that other, like, <laughs> sorry, other, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. But um, I do feel that like other characters were really lacking, like pretty much everyone else except for Luke and Guy, but. Luke, I think Luke's got a lot of love in this room right now. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, starting off. Relatively yeah. high. I, I, I don't have the tails thing up. I'm pretty sure it's relatively high on, like, the character votes, right? Luke? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Luke's, like, relatively up there. Yeah, probably. With, like, I have no idea well, what yeah, you're talking so about. If you're talking about. If you're talking about those Japanese, like, Tales, tales Festival th- votes or whatever, Asbel's up there, too, and that basically just invalidates. Oh well, Asbel's up there because of his voice actor. All right. Uh, really? Sakurai is a beastly man as a voice actor. Okay, and the Japanese, okay. Oh, that's that's true. We're talking about the... Okay. Oh, God, that voice acting in <laughs> <the> English. <laughs> He's, like, the most bored out of his mind. I was like, what am I even watching? It's the same voice actor as Zidane, which is really weird, because I liked Zidane's voice in Dissidia a lot, but he sounds like complete shit in Graces. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, the kid voice in Graces. Everyone goes, and then became adults, and it's like, wow, did you guys just, like, take a long nap and just woke up or something? What's going on? It sounds... I mean, it didn't help that the lip-syncing was terrible, too, in Graces. Like, Richard would, like, pause after every third word, because I'm like, this this is really shitty lip-syncing. <laughs> like, they didn't even bother to change it. They were like, okay, we're going to have to write a script that fits around this. Here's some awkward English dialogue. Like, it's already... The script is already bad. They just made it yeah. worse by voice acting and crappy, like, direction. <laughs> I, I, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm just... Whatever. Like, uh, I only played Graces because I like Sharia. That's really all I cared about that game. To be honest, yeah. I like Sharia. She was my favorite. Yeah, right. No one likes Sharia at all, but I like Sharia in that game. That's probably the only reason. That and the combat was really yeah, good. She's, was just she's Laura Bailey. I can I can respect no, that. No more Laura Bailey, please. Laura Bailey is all over the place. More of her, please. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely despised her in Persona Four Golden. Like I could not stand her. That's because you're yeah, a jerk. Well, she also, was the new. Chick. Also, That's probably why. was the worst Persona character. So this is true. This is very true. <laughs> that Rize and then Persona Four Golden. It was like, oh gosh, 
yeah. Risa and Mari are the worst characters in that game. Like, it, I didn't, people, didn't like the new yeah, either. Like, people diss on, like, Dojima being bad. No, Dojima's just a dick. Risa and Mari are dicks and sounds like shit. At least wow. Dojima sounds cool. Doji, wait, some people talking trash about Dojima that I'm not a I mean, player yeah, of? Yeah, what's wrong with Dojima? I don't, what's wrong with any of the characters? Terrible father. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he does. He does treat. He's a terrible father. <laughs> just like leaving her alone all okay, the time. To, like to actually substantiate my statement there, I, I just think you know that that whole idol culture thing that Rize had going for her. You know that we don't really have that type of you know culture in the West, and so it just is hard to really you know feel for her struggles That's or any thing. of that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Unless you I like, mean, we like in the West, we, it's just that most of them turned into drug addicts and just fall out. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, if you take everything on the face, yeah, turn, or turn into prostitutes. I mean, and that's like the story in life, life and story of every almost Disney actor, right? Who becomes idols? They're like, maybe I should stop taking jabs at my my Cyrus. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. We'll talk about more when we do our next podcast about the MTV Music Awards. So we'll be okay. <laughs> you know, I recently found out that stands for music television. Are, you just found Are, that out? Uh, <laughs> Well, I didn't think it was. No, dude, I am, like, naive, and I'm, like, I don't no, know. No, it's an idiot. It's been around for 30 years. This is the guy who thought Titanic I was, was I was just going to mention how Simon thought Titanic wasn't a real, it wasn't based on real events. Yeah, just thought it was Simon, a Simon, you also don't know who Pol Pot is. Okay. <laughs> All right, dude. I, I don't even care. That is actually, so I don't know. the things that matter and that actually pertain and, uh, and I, are relevant. I agree with you, but it's still funny. Man, people still get on my ass for that shit. Both the Titanic <laughs> and the Pol Pot one. Those are the only one. <laughs> we were there when it happened. It was the most amazing moment. Cause okay, so, move on to news. All right. No, no. I, God, we've been playing games. I want to know about what you guys been playing. Cause I didn't really. Simon, I see what you were playing. It seems like a lot of League of Legends, David. But Adam, what have you been for one hundred one? Wonderful one hundred one. Yeah, uh, wasn't very. What? I didn't think that game was too hot. Hey, it is amazing. Uh, what did you think about it? Well, I know it's from the uh, uh, Platinum. Yeah, it's it's from Kamiya, and I am absolutely loving it. It is it is one of the most varied action games of all time. I think. I've heard that. I've heard that. I, like halfway through the game, it like it goes way over the top. Oh, it's it's over the top oh. from the beginning. Yeah, it's Good. pretty outrageous. Uh, the concept is outrageous. I don't think like the gameplay itself is all that exceptional. I, th- I think once she, it has a learning curve, like more more than most Kamiya games do, because because you, you you have to like juggle a bunch of different things. You got to understand what you're doing. You have to like. I heard a lot of that is that you're supposed to draw on the tablet like the way you want. You, just you don't have to. Yeah, you, you can just, just use the right stick. But I heard it's like faster because those like moments where there's like split second decisions you have to make but i heard that uh, that, that works with a button but that yeah. when you're doing other things I've, it works i've just better. been using the stick the whole time and it's worked fine so i don't know but yeah no i'm i'm loving it it's it might be in like my top four three game of the year wow yeah it's really awesome so what else are you competing with when that list comes oh, out my game of the year has not changed fire emblem actually oh, Rumpa, even though that didn't come out this year but it counts because of the translation patch. <laughs> we'll count that, yeah, right? It's it's going to be on the list. Uh, what else? Uh, Animal Crossing, maybe? I don't know. I put a lot of hours into that, but then I got bored, like I always do. 
Uh, is that is that basically been your month there? Is Wonderful 101 and Animal uh, one, No, this month, Wonderful 101, Tales of Exilia. I still have to start Killer is Dead. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I hope that game comes soon to like the PC or something like I that. Like, I like to play I've that. I've got like 30 Steam games I have to play, but I can't remember which one. <laughs> the, the life and uh, backstory of all Steam, uh, Steam owners. Yep. Yeah, Steam it's owners. after the Steam summer sale, I have like... 20 more games that I put on my backlog. I actually haven't, didn't buy anything during the Steam Summer Sale. I bought those bundles, like the Hitman bundle I bought, finally. But that's about it. Phoenix Wright is later this month. Uh, Dual Destinies. Yep. They put out the demo for that today. I did, I played it. It's fun. It's I'm good. What else? Uh, Pokemon 2, that's right. Oh yeah, I'm excited for Pokemon. The second one? The sequel? The second game in the series? No, <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, well well you know when mommy Pokemon get together with the daddy Pokemon they make Pokemon X Y shut the fuck up X Y Pokemon X X Pokemon Z those legendaries look dumb as shit <laughs> uh, you think like the Mega Venusaur okay that looks like like they thought like two rocket launchers on Blastly's back no not good enough guys. Not good enough. We have Man, to go one rocket so launcher. so angry. Why? We have, go, we have to go one rocket launcher and two machine guns on his arm. Oh, I don't know this shit. This is for adults. I see no problem with that. Pokemon <laughs> is probably, it may be the largest October release. And then probably, I don't know what competition I think it it'll be the. I think it'll be the biggest release this for this year. Uh, the, only thing that'll, uh, the only thing that'll top it is Call of Duty. What about GTA Five? Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot GTA Five. Well, I said remaining. I said remainder uh, of the year. Oh, remainder. I'm excited for Battlefield 4. I'll talk about yeah. it. No, I'll, I'll talk about it. But yeah, I don't know what else is coming out this month. So maybe maybe Pokemon is the biggest one, isn't it? Rain is coming out uh, 40 minutes ago, yeah. I think. Is that heavy rain? <laughs> no, rain. The uh, the PSN game. That was a bad joke. From camp. Oh, that's right. Beyond two sods. Souls. Sods. Yeah, beyond two what? sods. Souls. This is the one with Ellen, Ellen face. And Willem Dafoe. Yeah. That's those guys. And apparently that game has cut content uh, in all regions. It's, but they said it was like five or ten yeah. seconds. It was only because you needed to get uh, 16 rating board. I was like the, the 16 plus Did something ratings. different get cut in each region? Because that would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. It was something like, it was something like uh, nudity. Oh, it would change. Like, you have to buy them all to connect the story. It's like, what is this? Wait, what were you saying, Adam? It was something like uh, some uh, nudity, nudity was yeah. cut in the Ameri- in the North American release, and then something violent was cut in the, in the European release, or something no, like that. That's <laughs> so right. So it actually is. Okay. That is funny, what? because Heavy Rain had nudity, but they didn't... They, wait, is this a T-rated game? It's. N- n- it's I think it's. Why the fuck it, do they care about it? They couldn't put it on the shelves if they had an 18 plus rating. I think it was. What? It was oh, over, games over are 18 plus. What? It's 17 plus when it's M rated. Yes. Because <laughs> you know that one year makes all the difference. Hey, of course. You would have gotten an AO rating. Well, no, not here. We're talking about Europe. Oh, I'm be talking like, about here. So, like, why they remove the nudity for the U.S.? I think it's. I don't know. Maybe it's, nudity maybe, heavy rain. We saw. Because there's, like, kid soldiers in Beyond Two Souls, so there couldn't be, like, they couldn't care if there was a little bit of nudity in that game. I don't know. I think it, maybe it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe there was, like, someone, some re- big box realtor, retailer put up a yeah, fight. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls is M, so I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. 
So, all right, well, uh, uh, anyway, Liz, so what else have you been playing? I know I bought up Tales, but what games have you been playing lately? Um, well, I, fi- I finally beat Fire Emblem Awakening a little earlier this week. And nice. Ooh. <laughs> other than that, I've been working on Atrian Odyssey 4. I'm a little oh, behind wow. the times. Are you big into the dungeon crawlers? I'm a huge fan of those. Um, actually, Atrian Odyssey 4 is the first one I've first dungeon crawl I've really tried, and it's pretty oh. fun. I'm probably going to get untold when I'm finished with four. Oh yeah, the um, that's that's coming out. Is that, that came out today? Out today? Yeah, yeah, that came okay. out today. Yeah, hmm? it's a big day for RPG. Uh, wait, when you hear this podcast, it will not be today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, if, I'm posting this today. We'll still we'll get it up today. It's going to be late night. It's going to be really bad, though. It's going to be like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Get some Red Bull. You'll be fine. Yeah. Etrian Odyssey is like one of those series that I really want to try out. I, it seems like everything I like about, you know, Dungeon Crawlers, which is, I, I really like Dungeon Crawlers. I just haven't tried it yet. I mean, not See, for any I'm good a, reason. I'm the opposite. I hate Dungeon Crawlers, and I also hate Etrian Odyssey. Well, I mean, it is a Dungeon Crawler, so that's... Don't that chime in. Which is, which is really funny, because I love... Persona and I love Shin Megami Tensei and they're sort of dungeon crawly esque. They're so. dep- uh, maybe like has the a much first stronger one. Characters they're, they're kind of outliers. Well, I've heard Etrian Odyssey is that the story is really dark. Like you got like you're, I think you're like performing genocide on a town in like one of the first games or something. It's really messed up. Like I, I kind of, I'm trying to remember what was going on, but I, I think isn't I think with Etrian Odyssey four, I think the thing I got. I'm most interested in is like the soundtrack because the music coming out of that game sounds pretty good. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. Best music ever. Like the, the battle music, the town music, bunch of saxophone. Yeah, well, that's wait. What? Well, the same guy did the music for Time and Eternity, and that was pretty much the best part of that <laughs> game was the soundtrack. So that was the only good I, thing I, about that game. I think the Etrian Odyssey Four is probably the the game that I most would want to play if I got a 3DS. Really? Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm big into Dungeon Crawlers myself. Like, I spent untold number of hours playing, like, A Legend of Grimrock and stuff like that. So nice. I'd love to try that. So how long are you into that game? Liz? Did, you, did you see you beat it? or? Um, I haven't beaten Atrian Odyssey 4 yet. I think I'm about 30 hours in. I, I think I'm about halfway through. Long. Dungeon Crawlers can be pretty long. So. Yeah, Especially lot. if you, like, really take your time because you can just grind your characters to huge amounts of strength in that game in those types of games yeah there's a ton to explore too so draw the maps draw, like all the maps oh yeah that's oh. one of the biggest things like you unlock stuff if you if you Hand- get bigger parts of the map handheld dungeon crawler games as well as strategy RPGs are never good for my for my uh, health like? because I, no yeah because what happens is I <laughs> play them you know in my, in my bed before I before I head this uh, before I go to sleep and then I just end up staying up playing them for like hours on end. Yeah, I played Class of Heroes too. I covered that game earlier this year, and that that was the same experience. Like it was, it was like you you kind of get like this really strong connection to your party, even if like they're all created characters. You you have developed this bond with them. That's like. Kind of until I think that's what I get from like a lot of those types of games that I find this character that I really get strong with. It's mostly because like if you really build them up and become super powerful with them, like you develop this connection with them. Like, yeah, this is my tank. This guy's just killing everyone. I, I'm I totally understand what you're saying, and I totally agree. So, all right, so you beat Fire Emblem playing Etrian Odyssey. Anything else? Um, I did start playing this guy D two, but um, I don't really have my, many thoughts on that yet. I've only gotten to episode four, so... Another series I need to get into. 
Yes, I I actually am covering that game for the site. But I want to kind of get through you guys first before I start talking about that, of course. So, Adam, what have you been playing? Uh, this month, I was early in the month, I was uh, playing uh, Wild Arms 3. I'm going through that series for the first time. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Yeah, it's, you know, the Wild Arms games were pretty fun. Uh, I think the second game was a little bit too talky in terms of dialogue yeah. it had a really awkward localization and it yeah it, emphasi- it emphasized like weird words in the text like with these like I, I forget what it was like underlines or quotes and it did it like in every other sentence and it was a little bit annoying <laughs> uh and then but anyways that's, i think the, ga- the games are really fine and they're, they're they're pretty uh uh i guess typical when it comes to like rpgs japanese rpgs yeah. especially i mean they, i mean they are a little bit older now especially the first two uh, See, so I was in the middle of the third one, just starting it, uh, and then uh, when Kingdom Hearts, the remaster, came out in the mid- middle of the month, I basically put my Wild Arms playthrough on suspension. I uh, suspended that and started and went through, went through the Kingdom Hearts games. I'm still going through. Uh, I beat. Right? I, I beat the first. I beat the Kingdom Hearts, and now I'm going through uh, Rechain of Memories included. So. See, I never touched those games. The only one I touched was the main Kingdom Hearts one and two, and Birth by Sleep. Was that uh, what's Ch- Rechain of Memories like? Rechain of Memories, it's 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 a little bit of a uh, it's, it's the card game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a mix between a, a sort of a it's not really a dungeon crawler, but it is a like the rooms are randomly generated that you create with with cards, and you use a card based battle system to ascend through these floors in this castle. Um, so Dutch I'm interested. It's, it's pretty good. It's it's personally it's my second favorite Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, it seems like it seems like people either love or hate the card battle system. I I actually quite like it because it gives you a bit more freedom in uh, building you know your your abilities and what type of abilities you want to use in certain battles, and this gives you a little bit more freedom to uh, mess with these mechanics and uh, see what works and what doesn't. Whereas in the other Kingdom Hearts games, a lot of it is just it, uh, Straight. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more. I don't want to say button mashy, uh, but they kind of are a little bit button. <laughs> yes, button mashy. They totally are. Totally. It's fine. Where it's because because they it's an, those are more action RPGs. Uh, where reaching a memories is uh, you kind you kind of have to take things slower uh, with your cards and make sure that you get your cards lined up how you want. And yeah, it's also a little random though. Mm-hmm. What do so you mean? There's, there's like there's like a lot of random factors in battle, like depending on where your cards are at. Yeah. Well, that's just, why you like set up the deck. That's why you set up the. Well, I guess uh, that's a problem in Riku's uh, playthrough, but not so much problem in Sora's. Yeah, I don't really remember that much. About I, yeah, I think it's that in the Kingdom Hearts games, of course, people don't really have to think too much. They just kind of experience the story. But in Return of Memories, it sounds like it's way more about like it's more like a puzzle strategy game kind of thing. Is that what it's like? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much it's pretty action oriented. I would say it's the exact same thing as Kingdom Hearts. Except oh, really? They are, yeah, the action, the battles. In my head, I just got like I got like Fantasy Star no, Online exact, Three no, in my it's head. It's still an action RPG. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Episode no, your three, attacks, episode three. Your attacks are dictated by a resource. Uh, which are card? Which it's are basically Bon Kaidos mixed with Kingdom Hearts. It's not Card, card Revolution, Revolution, Fantasy Star th- no. uh, Episode Three, no. Card Revolution. No. Anyways, actually, what I wanted to say about it is the thing I'm actually most that I appreciate most about this remaster is not the final mix content, which is new to the North American audience. It's just like a couple of weapons and uh, a boss and things like that. So not a whole lot. Um, but the thing I actually appreciated most, and it's not the HD graphics either, is the the difficulty of the proud mode is actually bumped up a little bit from yeah the I noticed that. 
And, I mean, that was kind of always my biggest criticism of the Kingdom Hearts games, is they're too darn easy. And Cloud Mode... That's true. I mean, like, the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 is just basically, hey, hit triangle a bunch of times. Yeah. That's... I would say but Cloud anyway, Mode, even on the Final awesome, version, though. isn't that hard, though. Yeah, it's not, I was just about to say, it's not like it's exceptionally, like, difficult uh, in, in terms of, like, there are many other games that are much more difficult, of course, yeah. but it was enough that I really appreciated a little bump in difficulty, especially early on in the game, before you get some abilities, yeah. and it was, it, it was... I think it actually made the game a lot better in my eyes. What boss did you Maybe. have most trouble with in the beginning? Uh... I, what I like, to, I like to go to uh, the Olympus Coliseum, which is the Disney Hercules world, yeah. and take on Cerberus, a uh, three-headed dog, uh, uh-huh. from early on. And that boss is always a bit tricky. Uh, really? I think par- partially because I, I like to tackle him before Wonderland, which Wonderland is an easier world. <laughs> See, I, I had a, I had uh, the, actually haven't beaten a big, but like the boss I had most trouble with, like the most deaths, and this is like. I think I died to this boss about like 30, 30 times. Um, it was guard armor. Every boss after that was a piece of cake for me. Like it was extremely easy. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised I must... by how hard guard armor was. Well, yeah, early on in the game, you don't have a lot of HP, and you, uh, yeah, you, you have a basic key button. You can't heal. You can only heal with potions. You don't have a healing spell yet, and so on. Yeah. So, and of course, in proud mode. Donald and Goofy are practically useless most of the time. <laughs> well, they're, 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 mo- they're even more useless. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. AI is terrible in those games. Mm-hmm. Donald, stop healing yourself. God damn it. <laughs> Come on. The thing is, like, you, stop using Cure when well, you've got a little bit of health. You can the only thing Goofy is useful uh, for is his MP gift ability. It's like, give me MP, Goofy. Do it now. Or tanking. <laughs> or tanking. Just to distract them. Yeah. Like, please distract them while I do shit. Otherwise, you swap them out pretty quickly. Actually, uh, one of the... One of the trophies in the game is to do a beginner or do, to do a speed run of the game, and of course it makes most <laughs> sense to do do it on beginner. And uh, I blitzing through the game when I got to like the final bosses, I wasn't very strong because I was blitzing through it and actually couldn't do a lot of damage at all. So you do a speed run basically. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like at that point, Goofy actually was really useful because he was a heck of a lot stronger than Sora was. So uh, I actually wow. had him like Goofy, do your tornado ability or whatnot. So, <laughs> Do all the damage that I can't do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Hey, pro tip. Use Don, use Goofy a lot if you're trying to get through the speedrun trophy. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I guess I, I... Well, I already pretty much admit that I'm terrible at video games, and so, like, I always had a hard time in Kingdom Hearts, I guess. I died a lot in those games. I don't know if it's just me. I mean, it was like... It wasn't, like, all the time, because there's definitely points in those games where it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's like you're... You almost feel like they're giving it to you, but I do remember dying quite a lot. Like uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's in the red. Oh, the siren's going off. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I hope they great. tune up uh, Proud Mode for King of Hearts too when they remaster that, because Proud Mode in that yeah. game is also easy. But the thing is, critical hip- critical mode is too hard for me. I well, do remember two being easier than one. One you know? one great thing about Kingdom Hearts two that people like to do for a challenge, and Kingdom Hearts one just wasn't built this way, is uh, you can pop on zero experience. And go through the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's actually it's actually feasible because how this how the system works with uh, bosses actually uh, will give you stat ups and some yeah. abilities and things like that when you defeat them. Uh, so it's not like you're going through the game with your initial abilities and initial stats all the time. So it, it works. Kingdom Hearts One Final Mix they added the EXP zero as well. However, 
there are no you don't get any status Abilities, or yeah. uh, any sort of progression from bosses at all. So it's uh, I, I didn't even uh, I wasn't even planning to attempt anything like that because it doesn't sound like it would work very well once you got a certain way in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So is so it sounds yeah it sounds I, like what people like to do in the second game because the second game I thought was even easier than the first initially. It is. It's yeah. so it easy. Just, it is so. It's a lot easier. Which is which was the again the thing I disliked about it most. But that critical mode I, sounds like you know hey if you want to if you if you want to play this game and actually have a challenge this is what you want to do. Uh, critical mode is way too hard for me. I like I'm, I love hard. I I beat Dark Souls multiple times like doing dumb shit, but no I can't do critical mode. I guess like when I play RPGs, I don't really do it too much for the gameplay. It's mostly for the story. And so, like playing it, I usually play like normal beginning mode just to because I just want to experience the story. And I think Kingdom Hearts Two story was better than the first one, so that's why. Like I didn't have as much a problem with it being. I knew I could obviously tell that it was easier than the first one. It was pretty straightforward. I mean, it didn't even feel like they had enough like that many enemies on screen until like the very obvious points where they did just throw a bunch of enemies on screen at once. But like they didn't, they weren't that difficult at all. So. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So, well, I guess I can talk about what I've been playing. I don't know. So, this month, well, this past month, I've basically been trying to catch up on a lot of the games that I missed because, as Adam mentioned, it's been kind of light. Um, the only big game I think came out, like Kingdom Hearts, right? That was like the only really big RPG. RPGs this month. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, it was pretty dry. And so, yeah, trying to get the games that I wanted to play before, you know, the big rush in, uh, in the coming months from the new consoles and stuff like that. So, well, what I did um, to prepare, because I, so I basically, I, uh, I played through all the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games, all three of them. And so I, I beat through all those, uh, finally beat a victory. I've had Neptunia victory for a few months now, so I'll have a review up on the site soon enough. It's, it's just getting around to playing those games sometimes can be a little bit much. But that, um, and I really, well, I'll have a lot to say about victory soon enough, but I think the, the, the thing I like most about those games is the writing. And so I'll, I'll, I've been enjoying those games pretty much. I don't know. Have you guys ever played any of the Neptunia games at all? Yeah, I, recently, first one. <clears throat> I got Mark II as a gift from someone. I beat all of Mark II. And then uh, I... What ending did you get? I got the normal ending because I'm dumb. Oh, you missed... Oh, okay. gosh. Um, and then one of, the, one of the endings in Mark II <clears throat> is pretty much the most traumatizing thing you've ever seen. And I'm I'll playing through Victory right now. And uh, both games are freaking terrible. Oh, I... Yeah, I yeah, disagree. They're really, Surprise! They're really bad. I, I, I don't know how. I, I can. The thing is, okay, I'll say that they're really terrible games, but they're actually fun to play. That's. I think that's the thing is that in uh, at least the thing I have with Victory after playing one and two is that it's the thing. The main issue I had with Victory is that a lot of the. <laughs> Obviously, the dungeons are recycled to no end. Like all, they keep using the same dungeons over and over and over again. Like anywhere you go, even if it's story driven, it's only until like maybe the very end where you might get like a new dungeon or two. But otherwise, it's mostly like the same location. There's only four. Like I am not exaggerating. Yeah, there's, four or five. There's yeah. literally four dungeon styles. Like literally, I kid you not, there are four. Yeah. In the exact same layout. Yeah. It's not even like they're using different like swapping the tile sets nope. or something like that. Nope. No, it's. Literally Not even the, the same, same the same enemy types exploring in that area too. The same enemy same types. I'm like, what is enemies, this? The flag is in the exact same location okay. over here in the corner. That that was the biggest scene I could put that against that game. These are That's literally like exact carbon copies. Like I'm not exaggerating. At it's 
It, it, that's that was obvious. I was like, every time I came across the same thing, it's like, what the hell are they doing? It's like I've been here before, like ten times. It's like an even totally different continent. It's the exact same. I was like, how did this even happen? But you know, I, I think the thing I like about those games, the writing. I think that's the only real reason why people keep they people appreciate those games is due to the writing. It's of super those, pandery. But, like I've never seen a game so pandery. Like I've seen Augur's War, and that was pandery. I'm like, no, this takes it up to another level. Agris <laughs> War. Well, that's Agris War. My gosh, but I I think at least for Neptunia Victory, um, Victory was fun. I, I like. Yeah, I liked it, but I hate. I I think this is. I think Victory is a terrible game. It's it's. I think it's like a casual, a casual enjoyment. Like it's it's like. No you don't, no no no. This is a guilty pleasure game. This is not a casual like. Oh, it's, it's a fun it's, game. No, this is like this is a guilty pleasure game. But I, I there's plenty of moments in that game where I was actually laughing out loud. Uh, at some of the moments, especially like a lot of the stupid facial expressions that they had in some of those so- spots, but that's the, once again, it's like one of those games where it's like a lot of these games like to be dark and brooding, but uh, here comes Neptunia where it's like a lot of bright colors, and it's it's one of those games that I can kind of enjoy with a smile on my face, I guess. I know it sounds kind of corny, but that, so I I, I beat Neptunia Victory, so well, I'll so have these a, games not very long? You said you beat three of them? <laughs> Yeah, they're not long at all. Each they're... of them are roughly like, uh, depending on how fast you do them, I would say they range from about ten hours to twenty. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's uh, only if you get one ending. There are multiple endings, but you, oh, you, you okay. Get, the thing is, there's new game plus, and everything transfers over, so you can literally skip yeah. all like trash mob fights and just go to the bosses and skip all cutscenes. So like, I went through. I did Mark two. And I was trying to, I'm trying to go through the second ending. I'm at the final dungeon for, like, to, at the second ending, and I think it took me, like, three hours to get to the final boss. Yeah, hours. once you get through that, yeah, it's pretty... You can skip a lot of that stuff, and, you know, there's a skip button that just goes right through the text immediately. So, that, uh, I think, yeah, I, I would say if you were just playing it for the first time on each of them, it's like 20 hours of I'll tell you right now, Adam, you will hate this game. Do not play yeah, it. Yeah, I've said several times how that pandering type of, I guess, themes and the cutesiness of it. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's very cutesy. But does it? I would not. It's, I, it's, no, it, no, no, no. I, do not. Personally, I don't, I don't think it, it leans too far enough where some games like to go. I think it's, it, it, it goes there. It's, it definitely goes there. Like, there's, you know, bathing scenes and stuff like that. It definitely goes there. No. I, I just... You're so wrong, Zach. No, it's not so wrong. Firstly, I and firstly, I like I like, 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 like the Wazoo. do. So, I, I, enlighten me. I'm not very familiar. the The developer of these games is it Compile Heart, or am I getting yeah, it's Compile Heart? Idea. Yeah. Okay. I've seen a couple of Compile Heart games, and that just that art style that they use. I, so, they yeah, basically kind of, you know, shuts me off right away. Like, nah, yeah. not interested. <laughs> It's it's it, well that's the only reason I only recently got those games because I was pretty much like I had thrown those away pretty quickly when they first came out. Like Kyle, who works for Save Continue, our sister site, uh, he's he was the one that was covering those games before. Like he covered uh, the first one in Mach Two um, when he did the reviews. So like I, I for the most part I didn't have any interest in all, but I kind of went back to it just because you know it's the end of a generation. I wanted to go back and play these RPGs that I never really tried. I. I liked how it does a lot of references to the game industry because that's the whole thing about that game is that the main characters are supposed to represent the consoles. Like here you got here's the Wii, here's uh, Sony, here's Microsoft. Basically, they make up their own jokes about like here's Lean Box, here's uh, was it uh, Last Station, 
and uh, what's it? What's the third one? Louis. Um, Louis? Yeah, Louis. Yes, and so it was, and you know, putting it all aside, I think the only reason you may like those games is I, actually I liked the English voice acting. I liked the dub in that game. Like it's, it, I actually it's, have heard the, that those dubs are pretty good. Okay. For anime, it's okay. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's 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 uh, you can do a lot worse. The Japanese voice <laughs> acting, I think, is better, but. Whatever. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Uh, the Japanese voice acting is pretty good. Like, if you watch a lot of anime, you'll you'll enjoy this. I mean, you, you can stand the English dub. The English dub is legitimately um, better than yeah. you expect. But I can't recommend so, this game to anyone. <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know how you can, but well, they're only like ten, twenty bucks, and so it's easy to recommend when they're that cheap. They're not you know, ten, twenty bucks. They're like tw- thirty, forty bucks. Uh, maybe not. Well, the uh, victory, of course, is newer. Victory, I, I got. 40, I got Mark Two is thirty. I, I got this. Well, if you buy brand new, of course. But no, I, you I buy, use their twenty five, and the one that on those thirty five. What are you looking at? GameStop. GameStop. Oh, I don't buy from GameStop. Okay, what other used places are going to buy it from? Amazon. <laughs> I you buy Amazon Marketplace. Okay, right, oh, that's where right. I, I. That's where I got like just well, this guy four. I got brand new for like eighteen bucks, so that wasn't a problem. So yeah, speaking of which, yeah, so I got through the Neptunia games, um, but I also played through all the Disguise games, and so that was oh my gosh, that's sorry, those games aren't very long either. No, Disguise is long. It's if you really want to get into it, like if you want to get to level nine thousand nine ninety nine, you're going to be spending hundreds of hours. But like those games, if you just play the story and and do a little bit of grinding, just so you can. Not be completely decimated. Like Thirty hours each, dude. Yeah, twenty-five, thirty hours, and so I had a lot of free time. I when I I did a triathlon last month, and so once I got that done, I didn't. I had a lot of free time because I didn't want to like six months of exercise, and I was tired of doing it for a while. So I was like, okay, now I have a ton of free time. So I I played through those games. I I beaten all three and uh, and four. I just beat four um a week ago. And now I'm playing Disguise D2, which Liz said, you know, she's playing right now. I'm covering that for the site. And um, this is why I love strategy games so damn much, strategy RPGs, is because I was only a few episodes into that game, and now I've completely broken it. And now I figured out a way to completely decimating that game. Like, I had characters like, you know, level 20 and stuff like that, and then I went to figure out how to gain a lot of experience points, and now they're, like, level 60, while everyone else is, like, 25, 30. So it's, like, that's that's the thing I love most. That That's why, I like, Final Fantasy Tactics, I love... That's, like, my favorite... One of my favorite RPGs is because, like, only partway in, all of a sudden you're completely dominating, and so that that's what you can do a lot in this guy do, too, as well. And so I've been playing. I've been playing that game a lot. And so far, this guy D two, um, I can kind. I can go out and said that you know, there's no embargo or something like that. And that game comes out next week. Um, it's if you like this guy, it's pretty much the best this game yet. You know, um, Ooh, it's a yeah. I it's the a other direct- games are good. And the last one too. I love the Disguise series. I think that um, for me, I. For Disguise, it it was always the best when it was Lahal and Etna and Flown. Um, you know that that was the best that they got. Two, two and three and four. It's not as great, although Disguise Four. Here and Troy Baker talk about talk about sardines all the time. Was like, what the hell is going on? And then his like the main bad the guy has the voice of Lou Boo, and so it was just like Jameson Price just hearing his voice. It's like, oh god, this is this is so weird. And so it was way over the top. Uh, Disguise Three. I think the best part of that game is probably the intro, and then the rest of the game. It was, it was all right. It was a lot of it was like uh, this 
over Lauren's son whining about his dad a lot. So that wasn't as great. I actually uh, this, guy, this guy a three-story a little bit. Like the ending was kind of good. I mean, like I, and, not the story itself, more more the implications it had toward uh, certain things. Like like it kind of turned the whole concept of hero and villain on its head. Yeah, no, it's it's it was it was pretty good. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I should say that like the the thing I love most about the game is the intro. But yeah, the story was was actually pretty good as well. It's um, I definitely put it above two and four in terms of my enjoyment out of that. And you know, it's. The English dub in that game is also really good. It's got, you know, Vic Monona. So, <laughs> you're hearing the voice of Ed. How do you pronounce his name? Yeah. Vic Monona. Pronounce you wrong all these years. It's, uh, yeah. Actually, I got to meet him at an anime convention once. Oh, cool. And he was walking around with this Star Trek uniform that he likes to you wear a lot. those events. Yeah, I I haven't been to one in a few years now, but I used to go to um Anime Central, which is like the biggest one in the Midwest, a lot. But he was there and he was he wore like a Star Trek uniform and then he was squirting his engineer outfit, I guess, and he was shooting people with this squirt gun whenever he asked a question. Now and he I didn't see like, why the you like these questions. games. Now I see why you like these games. I've already I I'm very I'm very transparent. I'm a huge fan of anime. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of anime too. Just not the extent yeah. you are. <laughs> well, it's you know. I like Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know. But, so that, that was really good. The good thing about Disguise D2 is a direct sequel to one, but, like, none of it is, like, you don't need to know anything about that story really to get into it. I mean, they basically explain everything within the first, like, half an hour. Everything you, not even that, probably, like, the first, like, ten minutes about what you need to know about the story. But, so, moving on from there, it was, the game, like, it's, it, they pretty much carried over all the best stuff from the other games and pretty much build up this pretty amazing um, content packed game. And there's all these d- cool things that they added in. Like for one thing, there's this thing called a cheat shop, which is an NPC that's um, in the area where you can go and talk to. And then what you can do is that they have these sliding bars. So what you can do is that you could, um, for example, you could lower the amount of money you get and increase the, uh, increase the um, experience points that you get. So it, a lot of that stuff makes it, the game a lot more accessible uh, for players to get into. And it's, it's, it's still not anywhere near difficult to play, but uh, people seem to complain about those games being uh, hard to approach. And so I think this game does a good job getting new, pe- new players to join in. So, yeah. So I've been playing that. I'll have a review up soon, too. Um, I hope to get both those games reviewed soon. But now that we're done with that, Let's move on to some news. Wait, we're not going to go over what I played? I thought we already talked about what you played. I just said League of Legends, Legends. and moved on. I thought that was what you've been playing. No, I've been playing other stuff. What have you been playing? I I told you, I've been playing Neptunia, and then uh, I played through Project Diva F, and then Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you played Project Diva? I I, I haven't picked up that game. How has that been? (laughs) I actually wanted to. Uh, I would say it's not as good as the previous Project Diva games. Um, the song choice doesn't. The song are just they're not they're not that great. Like there's a couple standouts that are really good, and then like the rest are pretty crap. I think for me it's that I it's like good for them for localizing that game. Yeah, don't expect another Project Diva localization. Like that's the thing they just announced a new one. I don't think. Yeah, there's a I'm more excited for Diva a second because the song list already looks better. Like because it has stuff from the old games. Is World Is Mine there? Is that one of the songs? No. Or Bad Apple? No, Bad Apple's not even a vocaloid song, is it? It has, just... like, it already has Romeo and Cinderella. Like, that's our, I'm already sold. Really? Yeah, I'm already freaking sold. They actually have those songs. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, 
They should just make a DLC. That was a great first song. Game. The first song for this game sucked. I was like, what is this shit? It was terrible. It was like, it's called Cat Food. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Cat Food and then the, um, the Polka song. I was like, yeah, what the hell? I'm, I don't, whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. And so moving on to uh, the biggest news of September. There wasn't a whole lot in the grand scheme for RPGs anyway, but we kind of want to touch on some of these uh, big stories that came out of the month. First off, of course, is the news that Sega bought um, Index Holdings, the, um, the parent company of Atlas, and now owns Atlas, basically. It's, so... What are you guys' thoughts about this move? I mean, there's been a lot of controversy coming out, a lot of people upset about the whole thing based on Sega's track record, but what do you guys personally feel about that? Like, Adam, what do you think about it? Well, I thought, I mean, I, I'm not totally, uh, you know, up to speed on some of the business side of things. I know Sega has always had a fair amount of, you know, money to spend due to their, you know, their pachinko success in Japan. So, you know, it always is a, a, a possibility that Sega would buy them. Now, yeah. uh, the, the 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 first thing that came to mind, of course, is that Sega Sorry. and localization don't seem to go hand in hand very well. Uh, with uh, Valkyria Chronicles series, we never got the third title in that series. Yakuza um, never showed up. Uh, some of those later titles never showed up, and so you got to wonder what does this mean for some of the Atlas titles that have typically shown up in the uh, in the in the West. I, I don't think you know brands like Persona at all. We have to worry about. But some Etrian of those Odyssey other gonna, Odyssey was so gonna get canned. Yeah, like and uh, some of those, yeah, yeah, some of those titles and things like that. You got to wonder about. Um, well, I don't think personally, I don't think Sega would have bought Atlas unless they knew that. Like a lot of Atlas IP is like more valuable than eighty percent of Sega's IP whoa, at this whoa, point. No, so, no, 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 no. Persona is way more valuable than most okay, of Sega's. Okay, Persona is like one IP among like several that uh, Atlas owns. No, like. I'm, I'm talking about like those types of IP though. That's they wouldn't have invested so much in them if they I'm hadn't. pretty sure they bought out Atlas just for sake of Persona. That's enough. And, but then again, and their experience like in creating smaller, uh, small dev games. Like, I'm pretty sure that's why they bought them out. There's no way that they bought like they're like Atlas IPs. Like their games don't sell that much. There's no like from business standpoint like. Uh, considering how Sega has been like canning niche titles and crap like that, like there's no reason for Sega to buy. It. Or, okay, if we got, be, yeah, should, we should make yeah. the clarification. This is not Sega, the publisher or the developer. Like this is, uh, oh shoot, I forgot what it's called. Sega, Sega Sammy. Sega Sammy, which is apparent to Sega, like the video game division. So like, yeah. So essentially, Alice is gonna be another branch for. Sega well, it's like, like it's like Relic and Creative Assembly. I mean, well, they they bought those guys. And no, so, like no, not Creative Assembly. I, sorry, Relic. So. I completely disagree on like your, like, I guess stance. Well, we're talking about like okay, but like what IP from Sega? Like I'm on, except for like Sonic, you know, and some of these other ones. Like I I could I could I could safely argue that Atlas has got some pretty powerful brands behind them. That's the reason they would pick them Actually, up. Atlas is not powerful. Shin Megami Tensei isn't that powerful. What else do they have? Uh, I would I would disagree on that one. Persona is their strongest, like by a large margin. But it well, it's still Shin Megami. But yeah, that's I'm, I'm talking about like you got to like also in Japan really. I mean the, that that series still has a lot of ground. But like also work like despite like the Persona Four brand like despite it, Persona brand despite it being strong like it didn't help Persona Four Arena at all. Like the sales for that game were 
they they weren't good. Well, it's a fighting game for RPG fans. It was it was. I mean, even weird. if it was a fighting game, like it just didn't do well. Like even it, like the problem. The thing is, like because it has a brand name on it, there are fans of it who will still buy it. That game still tanked. So like, I and Sega just doesn't develop or publish niche games for the U.S. anymore. Like Yakuza's gone. Uh, like uh, Adam mentioned, Valkyria Chronicles. Like, well. No, this doesn't make sense. They're gonna can niche games. Etrian Odyssey is gonna I, die, and whatever other I forget what other titles. Do well, they like have. titles like Dragon's Crown, you have to wonder like would titles like that be published here by under no. Sega? I, no. you know, well, I don't know. At the same time, you can give an explanation for things like Valkyrie Chronicles and um, for Yakuza here. Like, like what? Like okay, for example, like not many people bought Valkyrie Chronicles two, and you're talking about the PSP, which was pretty much on death's door by the time that Valkyrie Chronicles three was coming out, at least in the U.S. And so it's like, why would they want to spend all that money releasing another big game, having to spend all that money on releasing a strategy RPG that requires a ton of localization? Okay, why would they why would they localize a game that doesn't ha- uh, generate that much sales on a platform that's exceptionally strong, like Etrian Odyssey on the DS? It doesn't make any sense. That that like there are what? IP that there are IPs that will just die out because Sega's like no we're not. We're Wait, not do you mean gonna... Seventh Dragon? No, I don't mean Seventh Dragon. I mean well, then, what, then what? Where did Etrian Odyssey come from? Etrian Odyssey is an Atlas game. Yeah, I know, but yeah, that game, that brand, like that. Yeah, I thought I thought you were transitioning into something about. Never mind. Continue. No, that's the, there are I. Like, I would say all IPs... Is there going to be another Etrian Odyssey game after Millennium? No, uh, I, I don't think so. I'd, 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 even if they don't localize it, though, I don't think there's anything saying they couldn't make another one of those games. And that's up to Sega, of course, about sure how they're going to... for Japan. We're going to miss out on Curse, Curse Crusade and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. It's, I don't think it's really... They'll do for I don't Japan. Know. Like, they'll develop probably those games for Japan, but I don't think we'll see localizations because there just isn't... Uh, like they're gonna look at the sales number and they're like, no, this is not worth investing our time into. I mean, I was surprised enough that y- the Yakuza games are coming here at all, based on how late the Yakuza games, the original, yeah, on the PlayStation not- Two, came out so damn late, as it were. I mean, they were they still they sold pretty poorly all across the board. So it's like it's not too surprising when they say well at the same time when they say they have no plans to localize a game i'm just like it's pretty much like loud noise around me it's like well that just means no comment it doesn't mean anything it's just blah 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 blah, well, blah. they also shut down like all the Oculus sites recently that that was like yeah there was a story coming from a few a little bit ago that they were localized but that's also because they're pretty much restructuring right now it, there's no idea to like kind of interpret what exactly that means it could be that maybe they're trying to um get it all everything together. It's the same with Valkyria Chronicles, but you know, you got several Yakuza games over here. You got several Valkyria Chronicles games. Well, you have the two games. I'm sorry, that came over here out of the three. But it's like, what else? Why would they be shutting down those sites if you have Yakuza one, two, three, and four over here? So I don't. Uh, I don't. Guys, I don't think these titles. They're going to be like Square Enix. They're just going to look at them and be like, no, it's not. It's not worth our time. We're not going to do anything about it. We're just not going to localize these games. Like, what games, though? Like, Square Enix, I mean, they just came out and said Type-0, they're looking into releasing it after all. And then the with, Peter, uh, probably not for the PSP. That's fine. I mean, if it's why would that be a bad thing? I'm saying, like, they like they looked at the market for the PSP, and they're like, and uh, how well it would do. They're like, no, we're just not going to do it. It's not. Despite the game selling, I'm pretty sure it would have made a profit. They're just like, no, it's not that much profit. It's not worth making. It's not worth investing our time into. Yeah, it's it's about yeah, the amount of return. That's what Sega's going to exactly do for 
their business. They got to think about like a business. So it, at the same time, it makes sense. But also, um, that was the whole thing about the Japanese industry overall. I mean, that's why you have companies like Xseed coming in and saying, okay, we'll, we'll help you bring your games over. And like, they have to fight. I mean, I talked to Vic Ireland a couple years ago um, at E3, and he was talking about how, how incredibly difficult it was to convince people to bring over these games. I mean, he, he helped put out Class of Heroes 2 earlier this year, as I mentioned before. And that was one of those, it was a sequel to a game, and it was like people didn't uh, like the first one that much. And so trying to convince someone to bring over the sequel to that game, I'm sure was immensely difficult. Um, if the first game didn't sell that well and wasn't received that well. So just imagine having to do that for a platform that's not, not no longer in anyone's mind, you know? I don't... I, I don't... I don't agree with this. <laughs> I just don't. I can't... Don't agree with this. I don't. I don't. I can't... That to me, that I think it's a long run. I don't think we have much to worry about with... Uh, uh, like Persona and, and Shin Megami Tensei. But no, those games are going to come yeah, over. It's, it's, it's basically fun. everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, else. I'm yeah, gonna, I can get a little bit towards. But like, it, it's not like Atlas puts out a whole lot else each year. I mean, I think Catherine was like the only game they put out. Like, like I know this sounds outrageous. I said this before. I'm pretty sure year. Atlas is going to be phased in as a mobile developer. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. I have no problem with that as long as they're putting out good games. I I think I think I'm I'm probably most like uh, not to say annoyed, but like just like confused about why everyone is so so immensely like upset about the shift to mobile it's like that's japan right now they're all mobile that's the whole thing is that that's why they're making more games for that is because it's such a mobile society now that you got trains going everywhere over there so it's like if i have no problem if they're going to make a console quality experience on the on a mobile platform yeah, the problem that, is they're not console quality look at breath of fire that's Six. That's not console quality. That's a fuck. Well, we we don't even know what that is right now. That game's we barely got. No, know what that game. And I'm not I know saying, what that game is. You know what that game is? It's trash. No, it's, what am I thinking of? There was there's one from the Breath of Fire guy that's that's making one that just looks like a you just go forward and then you attack and you go forward and you attack or something. It's more linear than Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> no, I, I I this sounds familiar, but I'm trying to remember what it was. I, don't I can't know. remember the name well, of it. It it was like. It's just some mobile game. I know it said. I think it said from the Breath of Fire guy. It might have said from the Wild Arm. Yeah, I can't really remember. Well, I know that. Um, this that's that's the future well, if mobile. Well, I know, I know. Yeah, Sumi Mitsuno announced that he's working on a new mobile RPG. Like he, the, the the guy who made Final Fantasy Tactics and you know Tactics Ogre and stuff like that. If you don't know who he is, then you know wake up. But like, I, I, he's working on a game that's. Kind of like he said, he's like kind of like tactics, and he's releasing it on a mobile platform, you know, Android, iOS, and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, if, if people like them are the ones making those games, I have no problem with it. You know, it's, it's like if, are different though. They they work on on mobile. Uh, I don't really see too many of those that work unless it's a port. <laughs> like yeah. I, I haven't I've yet to really. I, I can't think of any. Like, have you played any good ones? I'm not saying they don't exist. I, don't I just really play that many mobile games in general, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they it, can it, work because I mean, you just touch well, touch your character, get them over to the five steps away or whatever. Well, I mean, okay, so like they put those games, like even Chaos Reigns, which was a really good RPG, you know, that was on mobile. They are porting it to the Vita, although I think it's like a 
weird free to play thing if I'm not mistaken. But like the, the it's it, it, if if they can make those types of games, it's like it doesn't. What's the difference between putting it on the Vita and putting it on your phone? It's like I think it's really no the mindset of the developer about what they need to put on there. Well, you know, Vita's got touchscreen and stuff like that too, and the and, you know the 3DS and stuff like that. It's just that they have the controller. I don't know. It's for, uh, I guess me personally, I, I just don't. I'd be fine with it too if the, if there was a controller with it. I I can't do the no button thing. It just like I try to play a bunch of Chemco games with it and it just doesn't work. <laughs> That's true. Well, Chemco's got like a billion games and so it's like finding the good one out of those yeah. is kind of. I I just can't do the no button thing. If there was a controller and the games were good, I'd be fine with the I, Switch I, to mobile. I got a controller that you put your phone inside of. It's like a I think it's like a MOG controller that you can put your phone on there's also you know you can hook up your playstation 3 controller to it and play it that's interesting so it's it's those exist but at the same time i mean even i think apple's working on something like that but it's 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 not really quite the thing about using the touch screen it's because i mean you got final fantasy games on there too it's yeah it's the effort that those developers put in a lot of the time it's like they're trying to cash in and stuff like that but um making atlas into a mobile developer if that means like smartphone games if it means like a lot of handheld games like you know Vita 3DS and stuff like that uh, like I, I can be kind of upset about that but at the same time it's it's that's just the state of things there's plenty of other developers out there who can put out the games that I want on the console so I guess um, if Atlas has to do it then it's like well they only put if they only put out one they put out Persona 5 and it means that I have to put up with like four or five of these crappy Shimagami Tensei spinoffs and it's like okay Persona 5 doesn't fine. exist <laughs> yeah, they don't. No one talks about that game anymore. It's Persona 6, so that's going to be coming. Um, so anyway, that leads us to our next big news, of course, is that Sony announced at uh, their little pre-TGS uh, uh, show that they're going to be putting no, out... it was during TGS. No, it was before it. It was, it was September 9th, I think. Um, they announced that they're going to be putting out the Vita TV. I'm pretty sure this was during the keynote. No, it, no, was, it, it was before. Yeah, it, was, it was before it. Oh, the okay. keynote was it was boring uh, metrics and stuff you already knew about. The it was the yeah it was the September ninth. It's that that's the same one they announced like Natural Doctrine, which is a tactical RPG they're putting out. Which looks really interesting. Yeah, that a game. Um, it's got not like a much Valkyria Chronicles type of vibe to it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's 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 like active um, tactical RPG. Like you actually um, interact with the environment. You can hide behind things. You can uh, the environment can be somewhat destructible. And apparently, like it's a, uh, more of like a simulation stuff. So like uh, you have a lot more control over the characters, like Valkyria Chronicles. So yeah, I. I I'm curious to see how that game is going to be if it gets if it gets brought over. But then the main character's name is Jeff, so. <laughs> Might be a, a decent chance that might, if, if that's any indication, of course. But yeah, they announced the the Vita TV, which lets you play uh, Vita games on. You, you, it's a box, a, a really small um, box that you put on um, a set top box. You can put your Vita games into. Um, so it's got a slot for that. It's got a slot for memory cards, so you can take it straight from your Vita. Um, but it, so and it has, I think, it's one gigabyte internal memory, so you can use that. You know, put like maybe a game or two, but mostly it's just to keep for minimum storage, like save games stuff like that. But um, yeah, that 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 was pretty big, you know, like a hundred dollars for something like that, you know. Yeah, you don't even need that, a Vita for it. No, you. Uh, it's it's. But to be fair, it's not a Vita replacement, and so you can't 
of course, you can't take the games with you. I think that's uh, that's yeah. something that you know. It's like when the Super Game Boy play came out. I bought one of the, my 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 family bought one of those, and it's like that was a hell of a lot of fun playing your Game Boy games on the big screen. But that didn't replace having to k- take that thing around with you wherever you went. And you know, the idea of playing PS4 games um, at work or something like that would be fun. But what do you guys think about the Vita TV? Is that like have you bought a Vita? Any you guys? I'm gonna get on a Vita. Yeah, I don't have a Vita. I've owned my brother's. My, I use my brothers to play video games. Yeah, I, I have a Vita, and and I mean, uh, first of all, a, a lot of Vita games, not well, maybe not a lot, but a good number of Vita games do use the touchscreen and things like that. Yeah. And those games, the Gravity Rush, Gravity yeah. Rush, the best game out there, and can, like Uncharted and whatnot. Those games uh, are not going to be playable on Vita TV because of that. So there's only a, a subset of games that are going to be playable. Basically, yeah, the basically depend, really dependent on whether or not they use those functionalities a lot or not. But I mean, yeah. overall, I think it's a very smart move. Uh, I mean, some people they might be interested in some Vita games, but they're not really interested in the Vita hardware or in the portable yeah. aspect of it. So if they can, you know, in, instead of spending, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars uh, to to get a Vita and then games, they can spend less than half of that. Correction: two hundred dollars. Oh, the two hundred. Oh, right. It was. Uh, yeah, they yeah. dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, those are, you know, it's still a lot. Anyways, yeah. yeah, they can spend half that and to get, you know, to be able to play at least some of these games uh, yeah. uh, still on the big screen. I mean, obviously, of course, you lose the portability aspect of it, but to some people, that may not be a big loss at all. Yeah, yeah. and... And I think the and I think the other big news is that like you can play your PlayStation One and your play, PlayStation your PSP games the downloadable ones you can play those games on there as well and then they're talking about like um, you can use it to play on your PlayStation Four in a different room all you have to do is take the box with you and you can play it on a different TV. Well, all all that's doing is essentially uh, acting like a Vita and it's just remote play. That's all it is. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, but and of course it's tethered to your TV. But then. Uh, if you have a Vita, you have food. I think it, yeah. the most interesting aspect about the Vita TV is that it's it's a it's it's a saying uh, it's a middleware game console. Like yeah. uh, you have yeah. the high end game consoles like the PS4, the Xbox One, the next gen stuff, and then you have um, the Vita TV, which is actually a really smart product because it's yeah. like the Oya, I mean the Ouya or whatever. The, Crap. Or the Uno. Oh, let's, Uno. Uh, it's like that, except better and smarter, because there's an established library of good products on there, and yep. not only that, it's cheap, uh, except for the shitty proprietary memory stick, um, and <laughs> it's uh, it works in tandem with other PlayStation products you already own. It's yeah. an extreme, and the, like this is the thing that like um, will kill Microsoft's Xbox One because like I said the Xbox One's multimedia functionalities are, like, extremely good. Like, it's much better than the PS4, but yeah. the way they created the um, the PlayStation ecosystem right now, it's so much better now. Like, with the addition of the Vita TV, it just makes the brand and, like, its products that much stronger. Yeah, and, like, that's, that's, yeah, with, uh, with, like, PlayStation Plus, you know, there was probably a lot of future Vita owners that kind of already have a backlog of Vita games that they've grabbed yeah. off of PlayStation Plus, so they can, yep. they, can buy <laughs> like, this, yeah. they can buy this $99 console, and then they already have a bunch of games to play. Yeah, that's 
That's the thing. And then, um, so yeah, Sony was talking about that years ago where they said that their biggest problem at that point was that they didn't have a strong cohesion with their products. And so that's basically what the big thing about the restructuring was. And that's why, you know, Kazurai came in and helped out. But, like, the cool thing is also is that in early 2014, they're saying that they're going to get Gaikai up and working for the PlayStation 4. So they're talking about, you know, you can use that stuff to play those games on your smartphone, tablet, things like that. But the idea that that Vita TV, you could play your PS1 games, your PSP games, you could play off the PlayStation 2 games on the store or anything like that. There's also potential for the PS3 games. And because it's just streaming technology, maybe even your PlayStation 4 games. I mean, they already do the remote play, of course. So you're talking about, like, all the history of the games that are available for download right now on the PlayStation Network. You can play it on that Vita TV. That's like... Wow, I just I still think the Vita, it, the brand itself, the like, the pro, both Vita TV and the port, the PS Vita, the uh, the portable product, still is going to face a problem because, yeah. despite them working in tandem, they're they're designed with very different uh, ideas in mind. Um, yeah, it's playing like smartphone games on your TV if you hooked it up, you phone to your TV. Well, like, not only here. that, but like you as a game developer, you have to think like. Like, am I creating this thing as a portable product? Because, like, like you said, like touchscreen isn't working, uh, isn't workable on the Vita TV. So, like, am I creating yeah. this for the Vita, or am I creating this for the Vita TV, like, to work as like a, a game console? So, like, your developers are gonna have a hard time trying to figure out, like, what exactly are we gonna do this with this thing? I think if, as long as they focused on developing, because I mean, uh, first and foremost, it's a Vita game, no matter what. But it's that they're yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I guess that is that kind of the the big problem though is that do you want to develop and put those touch controls in there to risk not being also on the Vita TV? I guess the so. I guess the more I guess the easier but the more challenging method is uh, easier solution challenging method is that I guess they can just make it workable on both. But I think that's sort of yeah. stupid because then, yeah, then you then sometimes you might be sacrificing gameplay design decisions to accommodate both, and I think that's sort of dumb. Yeah, I mean that's I think that uh, that's probably why like there's even yeah. that there's any Vita games that are playable on the Vita TV is that it can do without the touch controls because you can enable them. But yeah, it's at the same time though it's like for Sony, people like throwing up their hand like, well this is going to kill the Vita. It's like well Vita, Sony wasn't making money off the hardware; they were making money off the software and the, the memory sticks. That was the <laughs> memory. Um, yeah, I th- yeah. I think the one thing that needs to be pointed out about the Vita TV, and I don't, and I don't agree with this decision by Sony at all, is that they're releasing this in Japan first, and that makes no sense to me at all. Like, this this product is totally catered to the Western like technological ecosystem because the uh, the thing all about like uh, Japan, which is like extremely, I bring it up all the time, it's extremely similar to Korea. It's a very mobile based um, social infrastructure, infrastructure, and like. The Vita makes sense. The, the portability of that con- uh, that system makes sense. The Vita TV does not make sense because, like, well, I think. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, go ahead. I, I think the argument is is in the U.S. because uh, like streaming capabilities and uh, that type of media, um, you know, I guess viewpoint is pretty common, and so Vita TV would have a lot more competition uh, in a sense. Because it, it is kind of similar in some sense to Roku and to Netflix, uh, like all that other streaming. Of course, it has the game aspect as well. It's, Whereas it's, yeah. in Japan, uh, I think I, I forget who who made the statement, but like uh, one of the Sony heads, like they they are launching it there first because 
uh, kind of bec- in, not in, either because or in spite of, however you want to say it, that type of mind share isn't really there yet. So it can, oh, it's hoping to kind of create it. I yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't spread out. I don't, I, don't I, I think it's all a secret. There's no way to create. If they did that, their answer is PlayStation Four, not the PS, the, not the Vita TV. I think it's at the same time. It's also the fact that you know it's coming out. Uh, the, it's the same, pretty much the same day that the PlayStation 4 launches here. And I think it's also kind of appeasing people in Japan because, like, well, we're not going to be able to launch this in, until February. Let's give you something where you'll have your kind of console thing before I, that happens. I don't know. Cause, I don't like, know. The, I've been into a Japanese home before. Like, a typical Japanese home has, like, one TV, maybe two. Like, the Vita TV uses a TV. Like, the, the TV that's in the household is like a family TV. So if you want to actually play games, it's a lot more efficient to have a portable game and you just play a game in your room. So you just have PlayStation Vita and you just play in your room. You don't. Well, yeah. it's like it makes well, no sense in that social. For, I don't. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I think, but I think Adam was raising the point though pretty well is that you know that in Japan they don't really have the amount of crazy set top boxes that. North America does, and so they have that gap in the market for something like that to come in and start oh, yeah, to take over. Yeah, I understand that, but I don't but think they can create that market because the other side of that coin is so like the other side of uh, the what works right now is so unbelievably strong and dominant that there it just there is no place for that uh, market gap. At all. Well, the, the the point is that you create that need, and so what the Sony is doing is creating that need. Is like, oh well, I do need this because that'd be kind of cool to have something like that available. And you know, in, in America, no one really thought about those things until you know Apple was putting one out, and you know, then you have all these other companies like the Roku and stuff like that creating their. I mean, obviously Roku came first, but uh, doing those types of things, uh, and and the fact that you know the Vita can the Vita TV can work as more than just that. It's also for games stuff like that. It's not like the consoles are suffering big losses over there either. It's not like it's all about the handholds. So I don't think this, I kind I don't of think this thing will sell that. Much. I don't think this thing will sell any more than. Okay, it'll sell more sell more than the Vita because anything can sell more than the Vita. I don't think it'll sell that well. I think well, there's obviously a lot of people here interested about well, yeah, in that thing. So. There's been a lot of interest in the West, so much so. I, I mean, I, I, probably there, bigger than Japan, right? And, well, I mean, uh, in Japan, I'm just saying in Japan, in West, it'll do extremely well. I think I don't think it'll do that well in Japan at all. Have they actually officially announced it for the West, no. or are they no. they no, they, well, they said that you know, kind of they said all but confirmed type of thing. It was like a wink and a nod. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. If, if they don't bring this over, they're dumb. Like this is like built for the Western market. They're dumb as well, shit. Obviously, they're gonna do it. It's. It, I think that's a foregone conclusion that they'll bring it over. It's just that they need to. The fact that you know that thing works off the video services, they got to get all those contracts going first. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I stand on the Vita TV. <laughs> I think it's a oh. smart product. I just think they were totally releasing in the wrong country. I I I think it's I think it's it's pretty clear that it's because Sony's going to have a lot more competition here than they would it in Japan for that stuff because they don't. They're still trying to figure out that territory. Well, Sony is actually based it's there. Zero so times zero, zero. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. What? What is that? Zero what times that even anything mean? is zero. Like, there's. It doesn't matter if the market's there or not. If there's no money to gain from that market, it doesn't matter. I, I'm sure Sony's done the metrics and figured out that it, it would be potential. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give them. The, but anyway, I think this the Vita TV is pretty awesome. But anyway, uh, other than that, what else was there? So, I mean, of course, another big news came out was that Exit announced they're finally going to localize the second game in the Trails in the Sky trilogy. Yeah, I haven't played the series at all. 
It's a, it's good. You should you should definitely play it. It's a very it's good series. I've been, I've been I've been like beaten. I've been uh, tortured, strangled, uh, all all sorts of brutal brutality uh, inflicted on me to play this game. But several. So uh, we actually haven't learned from Liz much. Liz, have you played the game? Um, I've only played a few hours into it. I got to the point where you uh, recruit the bard, or I don't remember his name, but yeah. it, it's a pretty good game, especially in the gameplay department. At least so far from what I played. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool that it's a traditional RPG, um, and but it, so it takes a lot of stuff like classic RPGs, but it's got some cool things too. Like for a fact, like in the battle, it's like grid based, and so you're moving out on a grid. But also, one of the kind of cool touches I liked that I remember is that like if you were like if you were doing a quest and then you had to have somebody come along with you, they actually showed up inside the battles, and so you had to protect them in the battles themselves. So that was, I thought that was that was like a neat little touch. Yeah, Trails in the Sky series. I think what it's most well known for is like its world building and its narrative and its characters, and not even yeah. just the playable characters, but every single NPC kind of has their own personality and the, the 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 dialogue and the reason why these localizations have. Uh, have kind of been such a uh, a problem for Xseed is there's just so much dialogue because NPCs will change what they're saying depending on where you are and in, in a certain points of the game and it, yeah and it's it's like the perfect RPG uh, for for players like Zach to kind of get lost in the world and the and the characters and the <laughs> lore and the narrative I mean I'm not saying like oh no no, like no. the gameplay is you know second fiddle to that because the gameplay is really really good too with uh it's yeah. this kind of strategic battle system and the orbit system for god that that took a long time for me to get into but once you figure that thing out that was that was very yeah, yeah so you have you have a lot of control over how you build your characters depending on what orbits you select and what skills those orbits have um it's like a mini job system there's Pretty crazy. <laughs> the word that the that the Xseed PR likes to likes to use a lot for the game is meticulous. That everything is so meticulous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of how the world is built, I, I know one of the biggest criticisms of the first Trails in the Sky game is that its prologue chapter is like twice as long as any other chapter. Yeah. It's, it's it's a slow burn, but I really think that in the end, it's actually a very good thing. Uh, in terms of how it's building up everything at that point. Um, and it just kind of, it takes a while to kind of get into everything, but it, that's just kind of the type of story the games are trying to tell. And Second Chapter, which is coming out uh, on PSP, but also on PC next year sometime. Uh, yeah, they, they so they announced that, um, of course, that, yeah, Chosen Sky will be, uh, the second chapter will be coming out next year, but then, yeah, they also announced that, um, the original Chosen Sky, which was in Japan, it first came out on the PC before it was ported to the PSP, um, they're gonna be localized in the PC version. So, they got that figured out, of course, and now they're putting that on Steam, um, soon, and so that's gonna be joining that, also with the news of E7's coming out soon, too, so that'll be big, um, for them, but, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's funny because my brother was talking not too long ago that he's like, I'd love to play these games, but like I'd rather play them on the PC where it's like you know big full screen enjoying it. So it's good to hear that they're doing that as well. Yeah, I think you know they were they were using their East series or how do you ever pronounce it East 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 and, uh, and uh, yes. they're kind of testing the PC waters like all right let's just release a couple of games and see how they do and apparently they've done spectacular. And so that's probably that's probably you know the reason why they're deciding to even localize second chapter in the first place is they believe probably the PC release of it can be 
quite successful despite the effort needed to localize it. Well, uh, to be to be uh, to, to kind of correct you there is that they're not putting second chapter. They're not releasing that for the PC. They're releasing that for just for the Vita. Although they did announce that they're trying their best to also put it to because um, in Japan. Um, no, no, both first and second chapter are coming out on PC. Oh, yeah, the I, first I, chapter I I... is coming out later this year on PC. Or that's what they said. And then second chapter is coming out on PSP or digital PSP. Probably most people will play it on Vita. Yep. Uh, uh, and PC next year sometime. So yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, I did. I did. I do know that they said that they're trying their best to um, get the PS3 version of Trail in the Sky also brought over too. <laughs> they're still in negotiations about that. So I mean, the the big thing about second chapter is that the the problems that they were facing. Obviously, that game is massive. I mean, so Trails in the Sky is like forty hours, but second chapter, you're talking about like. 60 hours. So it's like a third longer than the other game. But the, the crazy thing is that in Japan, it was one of those games where it needed two UMD discs because it was that massive. So trying to release something like that digitally, it was it, to kind of figure that out on that on the d- digital marketplace, that was a big hurdle. And then they were, they've been talking about this thing for like a couple years now that that was one of the biggest problems was doing that. But apparently... Um, I think it might have been sometime a little bit last year is that they were talking about how they uh, they were finally figured out the problem and now they they were trying their best uh, and you know they did say that Exceed by themselves Exceed's like a small team like they're made like about a dozen people and so they needed help and so uh, Carpe, Carpe Fulger I, I I mess up my Latin all the time but the team behind uh, Rissatir and Fortune Summoners. Um, which I love Rest of Two. That was an amazing game. Uh, they are helping them release a second chapter. So uh, they called on some help, and it's great to see that uh, you know they're working together like that. Yeah, I think second chapter it's definitely a highly anticipated release for those who played the first game. Uh, Absolutely, because it's it's the first game ends on a, basically a. A cliffhanger. A pretty amazing cliffhanger. Right. Uh, and, pretty that was, and so, like, fans have been waiting years, not even sure if the second game was ever actually going to come, because it's a, it's basically a direct sequel in the most direct yeah, way possible. It was, yeah, it was. It, it started out, and that's why the prologue in the first game was so long, is that it was a planned trilogy. And so you're right. talking about, like, imagine... Um, you know, Lord of the Rings um, came out the first. The first movie came out, and then Two Towers came out like five years later. Like, ima- like imagine the feeling of that, just waiting for something like that to come. And that that's kind of like playing. I mean, people can relate to that. You know, if you're playing an RPG, like you played the first one, it's like, well, now try to play in the second one. Try to remember like the complete story of the first one. It's it's. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, it gives you an excuse to go back and play it again. But or the PC release, yeah. Yeah, they can play it on the PC, you know, and experience, uh, now that it's on Steam and stuff like that, there'll be, you know, Steam achievements and stuff like that to motivate you to play that game. So that, and, you know, XC does a a pretty good job with those, and so um, there shouldn't really be any issues. And so that's something to really look forward to. And they just, um, Falcom just put out Sen no Kiseki, uh, the latest game. And it that game is bigger than any of the Trails in the Skies, uh, Trails, in the, Trails in the Skies series. And so imagine that um, they put out something like that. So they're missing like Zero No Kaseki. They're missing like all these other games that haven't come out here. Not yeah, that they're the, missing on me, but you know. Yeah, the future of the uh, the other Trails games, like Trails in the Sky Third and or Final Chapter Third, whatever it's yeah, called, and there, yeah. and then the other oh. Trails games that kind of follow in the same vein. The future of the series in the West is sort of uncertain. 
but uh, from what I've heard, and I'm not super familiar with it, that the second chapter does have a concrete ending, unlike Trails of yeah. the Sky, the first game, has a concrete ending, has wraps up, you know, storylines, so it would be an acceptable place if there were going to be no more localizations, that would be an acceptable place to end the series in the West. Maybe. Yeah. Of course, it's not preferable to people who become big fans of it, but unlike the first this game, uh, it doesn't at least, at least it doesn't end on a gigantic cliff, cliffhanger with unresolved, you know, yeah, plot lines. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like as you expected. Like um, in any kind of trilogy, is that the first one is like introducing the characters, the second one delves deep into them, and then the third game is like, okay, now that we've well, gotten all this out of the way, let's focus on the the action. So it's, it's well, that's well, kind of like what that is. Yeah, the third game well, in trilogy, what I understand is trilogy like is. Well, the, trails, the third game in the Trails of the Skies trilogy is something like it's not necessarily, you know, a continuation of the story in first and second chapter. It's just like kind of like a, a, a not, not maybe not a side story. I'm not super familiar. Yeah, player, but it's I'm some sort of I, like additional story, not necessarily a continuation of it. That's right in the, with the same in the same world and the same characters. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So so, so I, I've heard, I've heard the argument that it doesn't. You don't need to have played. Uh, that third chapter to understand, or t- it's not necessarily an, ex- an essential part of the story. It's b- probably a very cool part of the story, but not essential. Yeah. So the second, the second one is definitely the biggest out of the, all three of them. So it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, and that's um, that, that's what I'm, I'm really appreciative. Is like, okay, so even if it takes this long, you're starting to see like more and more of these developers be more comfortable putting these games out over here, and so it's. Uh, and it's crazy how gigantic that series is over in Japan, but it hasn't really gotten that big. Over- I mean, these games, because uh, the Legend of Heroes series is was the first RPG. Like that series is like the first RPG that ever was made. And so, like something like if that something like that can exist and still hasn't really creeped in over here, but you're starting to see that as you mentioned, like the Steam sales for that game were huge. Like they were always like in the top ten. And stuff like that. Every time that game's on sale on Steam, it's usually doing a huge amount. You, I mean, sometimes it's because it's so cheap, but also like it's an RPG that you don't see that much. And as you were talking about, more of these games are coming out over here on the PC. So you're going to see a lot more of those games. I mean, Agris War is going to be on the PC soon. It's it's going to be like in the middle of October that game's coming out. Yeah, that game is um, old and it's also shit. <laughs> well, regardless, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm but I do think. Oh God. I think you know just the PC release. That's uh, an extremely smart move. It, I know the, the, the games, the Trails in the Skies games, did have PC releases a long time ago. Uh, in, yeah, that's uh, the one in they Japan. Had, so that's the, they first started as those. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we don't know if this PC release is going to be exactly the same or slightly modified or whatnot. Um, they but, said there was going to be some additional content. Well, basically, them. like the PSP version had a couple of a couple of changes, not anything super significant that the PC versions did not have. Uh, so people are wondering, you know, are, the, are, are our PC versions going to be missing those couple of changes? Like, I think, like, voice acting in battle and a couple other things. So uh, they, they made a comment, like, uh, the, the, like like what they did with the East 1 and 2, plus they might be able to combine the... Yeah, it's like, because the, the, they t- they're taking the original PC version and adding the PSP stuff to it. I don't and think so, they like, they're shoving that, that officially. Content. But the, I think they, they just they said that they kind of hinted it. Yeah. But anyways, so, what I was going mean, to say is that this PC release 
in terms of this, this, the success of this release, this localization, I think PC gamers are a lot more willing to to spend money if they can find something on sale uh, to to have a game to try it rather than if it was just on you know PSP or even if they release a PS3 version. Uh, I think the, the, the PC marketplace I think is basically could be a very very good. And yeah, and and the, and the good thing about it is that of course brand if, uh, for the for this release, I'm optimistic. Yeah, uh, and obviously you know. The, the good thing about it is that the um, those games aren't graphically demanding. Um, I mean, they could still look really good, but like they don't demand a lot of your resources. And so the the good thing is a, a lot of people can play them on a lot yeah, of different so you, platforms. You don't, you don't need to have so like you don't need to be that you know master race PC gamer with the gigantic you know. <laughs> yeah, the, your your crappy system from like five or six years ago can play those games. So it's like it's. Yeah. That, that that and, and you know obviously a lot of people have PCs. Way more people have PCs than a PlayStation, like a PSP or a Vita. So it's like, of course, now that those are available, and you know, twenty bucks or whatever it's going to be, it's probably going to be twenty bucks. Um, that it's going to be people can get into those games. So it's like, yeah, um, that they can put those both those games out on the PC as well as you know the handheld for those who want it. That. You know that's exciting, and I uh, and I appreciate that companies like those exist, and it does look like because they, I mean, even Idea Factory, the people that we were talking about before who put out some of those RPGs, they are establishing a, their a U.S. presence now. They got they just they're opening up a uh, a place in California, so it's it's now that the economy, at least for them, <laughs> is it's starting to kind of stabilize a little bit. That they're more comfortable coming over here and releasing their games. It's you know it's it's promising. And so, well, I think we've ran that conversation enough. So yeah, uh, with that, we'll of course uh, bring this edition of the TetraCast to a close. I want to thank, of course, our special guest Simon. I'm a special guest and. Special guest, oh I, I like to call all my guests special. You're special to me. Okay, wow. Fact, no, I don't roll that way. Special. Special. Hey, special friend. Special whoa, whoa, whoa. Special. I never said you were my friend. friend. In need. A friend in need <laughs> is a friend indeed, Simon. You're very much in need. Wow. Um, hey, take this compliment. Of course, Adam, thank you for joining us. Yeah, not a problem at all. It was fun to talk about Did- this stuff. David, I think David's gone, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think David left partway through. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, David, I, and I leave a little bit ago, so I want to thank him, of course, for joining us. I really appreciate his input. Um, and, you know, we'll, he'll, of course, be back next time. And our very new, very much welcome new staff member, Elizabeth, thank you very much for joining us. It was a great time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hopefully I'll talk more next time. <laughs> it's okay. Adam didn't Hope- talk that much this first time. Either. Yeah. My first podcast, I pretty much just kind of listened to it as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll have things that maybe you're, you'd be interested in talking about next time, too. So <laughs> October would be interesting. We're, you're playing Disgaea, so we'll talk about it. So, we should, we uh, thank you, uh, Mad Cats. Mad Cats, they provided us these neat little headsets that we got that have been working pretty well. So if you like the quality in these microphones that we're using, me, Simon, and David were using them. Yeah, so. they're the... Uh, Triton uh, Kunai. Kunai? Triton Kunai? Yeah. They're for PC and mobile stuff. So, yeah. Pretty good. So, yeah. Pretty good. Been working well. Thank you. So, um, 
Thank you very much, you guys. Really appreciated uh, your contribution to our the future of this podcast. And so with that, I'd like, uh, once again, thank everyone for joining us. Uh, and catch us next time for the November 1st edition of the TetraCast. You say that with a uh, weird yeah. voice, Zach. Peace. With Bye.